Bye. <laughs> Brought to you by. Hi, Patrick. Dude, these are my last ones, too. No, those are great. Bag. I think my wife has those. I've stolen them once or twice. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope you enjoyed that upbeat, aggressive hip-hop. Welcome back to another episode of Value Nation. You know what the show is. It's a show mixed full of random sequence of events just like life. Also, a show to help everyone understand the appraisal business and more specifically, the appraisal management business. We do like to keep things light, laugh, make fun of ourselves, mostly me, but also provide some numbers information to understand today's market and how it can help you make real estate decisions while learning how some of it works behind the curtain. Charlie, what's happening, man? My man, there you are. Look, it's a mouthful. Look, it's a mouthful to get through. By it is, but you know that. what? You know what? You just, you're crushing it, dude, every single time. Every week, just, just a little bit better. That's all you ask for in life, right? Every day, just whatever you do, get a little bit better every day. Wait, we both did our hair today too. So kind of, man. This is a nightmare. Like you're gonna see me messing with it probably the entire time. Likely, it's okay. I, I I'm gonna make fun of myself as usual, but um, my daughter's stepdad, like when my hair got really long, ter- Mel Kuiper. Like he was, because because it starts like doing the sideways thing and he gets yeah. all puffy and he would call me Mel Kuiper. I'm like, I can't deal with that, man. Like, if you know who Mel, Mel Kuiper is, I'm like, that is yeah, the you don't insult want that. of all. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> don't call me Mel Kuiper. That thing just bows way up. But that's what it does when it gets long. Like He's been rocking a, that cut for years. Easily 20 years. Easily. Yeah, I was going to say decades, but I wasn't sure if it was that long. But yeah. The freaking guy. Mel Kuiper. I throw the glasses on, man. It's it's, it's spot on. I should do Mel Kuiper for Halloween, except for all these sports. Only sports nerds will, will know who that is. <laughs> the draft aficionado. All right. Finally, got the couch in the office now, man. It's, it's done. Like the office, I, I just got to put some more stuff up on the walls. Like you got set. you got art behind you. I see that. Yep, yep. You know, I got the depl- oh, wrong side. Got the diploma back here. Um, got the you know, I actually finished something in my life. Got to show up. Live, go away. And that's, you can't tell because it's blurred out, but that's the uh, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl little newspaper front page thing back there. Ooh, that's a, you got to have that on the wall. I uh, actually went and got the first show in for the year at oh, the yeah, yeah, Connecticut yeah. Mohegan Sun Expo. Go away. Well, it's the actually dog. called the New England, what the hell is it called? New England Mortgage Expo, I think. You don't even know the name of the show you just went to? I forget, man. It, there's so many listed on a sheet. Like, I just... Feel terrible, but but look at you! I'm proud of you. Hitting hitting 2023 on the ground running, man. This guy could just dive straight into a show. So how was it? What's the synopsis? What, are, what what's the what's the vibe like in the industry right now? So, like that that show historically has been pretty big for mm-hmm. for uh, the group um, that, that that puts it on, and you know, like pretty big is what two thousand plus people. I mean, yeah. is that a casino? The only problem with Mohegan Sun is it's super remote. You're an hour from any airport. Like, I've, I almost, I've almost gone to that show, actually. I remember that now. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, well, I mean, people get into it, and I think there was about 28 or 30 exhibitors. But there was also, at the same time, a banking convention going on. So there was like two expo rooms or showrooms going on at the same time. So there was a lot of activity. Again, same group putting both shows on. So they did. They did a good job of that. 
made it seem like a, a really big thing going on, big show and uh, pretty well attended. Saw a lot of our clients, um, a lot of the new ones, which is, which is nice. Um, but I would say that all in all, people are kind of, like we talked about last time, people are kind of iffy about continuing to do the big uh, booths for the shows. Mm-hmm. Like even like Rocket, um, they've been a title sponsor for this group for a long time. And this year they're even, and they were for this last one too, but they're even kind of considering doing some, diff- some things differently for the future. Just sort of, you know, just uncertainty, and there's a lot of dollars being spent in marketing and in these shows. So, like we talked about, you know, getting the most bang for your buck. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big year of shows being different in general. Yeah, it will so, be, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, but the, and for a lot of us, that's been our where we, you know, pick up a lot of business or mm-hmm. you know, fill in a lot of our days. So I know what's, what's new gonna, to me. Is is from where I came from, and like the first seven eight years I was in this business, yeah. Like the shows we would go to are the shows where the booths, the exhibitors, are nothing but like AMC's title companies, you know, insurance, MI guys, things like that. Like the lenders didn't have the booths. Like it's it's a totally different world going where like you got like guys like Rocket and like UWM, like like the lenders actually have in there because they're going after brokers and things along those lines. Like that was not a world I ever experienced before. It's so like the booths were nothing but us, you know, and the lenders were there to attend the show and they'd come stop by your booth. So it's taken some getting used to doing doing the shows like a little, you know, like where, where we yeah. have a booth and then they also have a booth too. Like it's 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 different. It's a lot different. I did I did get a little inside info on this new like the credit reporting other how um was it uh it's the big one i'm blanking on their name equa equifax equifax no. thank you yeah equifax, yeah yeah that's the big one then well, you got uh, fico transunion oh yeah fico and transunion and well those, so those are the big three equifax TransUnion, anyways they started FICO. tiering like the you know you get charged for getting your credit report your credit ran right when you go mm-hmm. in for a loan so now they're putting all the lenders in tiers based on basically how many they order based on volume. Yeah. Based on volume. Right. But what was interesting is that the stat I heard was roughly 92% of the lenders are in like tier three, like over 90% of your lenders are in tier three, meaning that their fees for running these credit reports, they have to pass on are higher than tier one or tier Mm two. Now tier one's like, Examples like B of A or, or Rocket or say, UWM. What, what kind like, of volume do you have to be doing to bump up monsters. to tier two or tier three? Yeah. Monsters. Like, so, like, you can essentially, like, all brokers are in tier three. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, I forget. I had an, someone had told me an example of tier two, but it's such a, I mean, it's such a small pool. And it's really going to, it's going to affect how these lenders can sell their, you know, their their uh their loan programs rather because like mm-hmm. it's just a little extra added cost to pass on to the to the lender to the borrower so it'll be interesting to see some of the game i've already seen some of the lenders starting to play this game like on linkedin you can see they're advertising you know what their fees are for for credit running credit um how some of these wholesale lenders are trying to attract new brokers um by cutting that cost um so there's just i guess everybody's trying to Still kind of navigate it, but it was interesting to hear that. That's how yeah. that 
these guys are approaching it. Are your Chiefs going to be going to have a problem with the Bills in Atlanta? I mean, if that is what if, if, if it plays out, I mean, we're getting out. So, so no, um, honestly, so like it's a weird no home field advantage for either of you guys, and you yeah, both it, it, love that. I would honestly rather play the Bills. I think we could. We've already beat the Bills two years in a row in the playoffs. I know they beat us in the regular season, but the past two years we beat them in the playoffs. We have a hard time with Cincinnati. I don't know what it is about the Bengals, and on it, like they just the lost thing, like a starting tackler, starting guard from last yeah, week. But that was the same story with them last year. Last year their uh, yeah. their offensive line was struggling. Everybody was getting pressure on Joe Burrow, and then they play us, and we cannot sack the guy. We cannot say like something about I don't know what it is about defensive line. We are the only team that cannot pressure Joe Burrow, and it drives me insane. Hollywood but, Joe, uh, gosh, but we. Um, My wife loves him. He's like he's so. so I cute. went ahead. I went ahead and bought tickets. So, like, because I got season. Oh, tickets. you get your season playoff. And you get so, whatever. yeah. So for the Atlanta game, in case it happens, they are so you can start booking stuff. They already released those tickets. It, it was the same price as if it would have been at Arrowhead. So that was no different. And then, like, I got miles on flights. So, and then, so all I've had to pay for that would be different so far was I, I booked a hotel room that I can cancel within two days of the reservation. If obviously, if the Bengals win, the game's going to be at Arrowhead. Um, as long as we beat the Jags, like, this is all, you know, I don't want to get Arrowhead. Oh, yeah. we, we still got to beat the Jags. But so now I'll be taking, I'll be taking G money to Atlanta for that game. Just fly in Sunday morning, fly back Monday morning. If if it does happen, I think it'd be a cool experience. It's almost kind of like going to a mini Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be a tough game altogether. We were just we, me and my family were in the Poconos watching. We do this like delayed Christmas because we all have our extended families. Yeah, and so we all get to meet up on MLK weekend up there for like three or four days. And my brother, I had I did not have a team in the in the fight, of course. Because my Browns, you know, they threw it away the last two games. But my brother is a Niners fan, and my other brother is a Bills fan. They're both <laughs> rocking their jerseys, of course. And so, you know what? I was that guy. I brought my Browns jersey, and I put it on. I'm like, look, I'm the guy in the stadium that Be proud. Doesn't... Be proud. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just here. Like, not wearing any team that's playing right now. Make fun of me all you want. Be proud. Oh, um. So I did want to break a little news to you, my friend. You'll like this. My, our boss doesn't even know yet, so he's going to find out after this. I got to call him. Um, I'm going down at the end of this month for to play for Team USA against Panama, lacing them back up again. Football? Yeah. Like, full, like I got they're sending me the helmet and everything will be here like tomorrow with the jerseys, what? the whole nine. Yeah, I'll send you some pictures. It's wild. I got asked in December, uh, before Christmas, like mid December, and I was going back and forth. I'm like, can I still throw? Can I still do all this stuff? <clears throat> and so I messed around, you know, went out, threw around with some people around here, and uh, yeah, we're gonna see how it goes. Oh my goodness, so, Captain America over here. Let's go. You so sure. what's cool is like this organization, uh, AFE, they're called AFE USA. So they have like a men's team, a women's team, and they go and represent the U.S. all across the world playing against different teams for, from different countries, right? But while they're there, like you're there for like four or five days, wherever you're at. And you go and you work with um, like 
children's hospitals or little groups that have to do with, like people that are like what less fortunate and, like you're bringing donations to them you're working with them like you know you're reading to a kid um probably with a translator because we'll be in panama but mm-hmm. it's still it's still cool um, oh yeah so you're representing you know the country and then you're you do a little like mini camp with kids one day and then this game will be on like I guess it'll be on like their ESPN Deportes down there, and then it'll be streaming on YouTube and Hulu, I think. And the Ocho. In the Ocho, yeah, the, yeah of course, the, the Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> it'll be in Obscure Sports Weekly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at first I was like, what if I get hit like really hard? And can yeah. I? But, you know, because I'm 40 now, I guess everybody tells me it's downhill from here, but forget that, man. You're the next Falco. Let's go Falco. <laughs> go Falco. So I guess quarterback in I got to I got to take off like four days in the beginning of February. Are are, are you like the, the million dollar question is is are you like pegged to be the starter or are you like a backup or I'm I'm slotted as QB one right now. No pressure. Okay. Uh, so I know the OC like he um, I was. During COVID, I was out, went out and we had a lot of extra time on our hands because I couldn't travel. So mm-hmm. I went and did uh, some throw around these camps for like the semi pro team in Northern Virginia. And this is the OC, this OC is now the OC for this USA team. So he gave me a shout. He's like, Look, he goes, You know, all these guys, He's like, you want to come out? You want to check it out? He's like, You think you still do it? I'm like, Yeah, let's go. Let's ride. You need a receiver, bro. Six six still can move. Let's get let's like, like gliding across the ground. Actually, bro, I there's can still I can I can still move, dude. I can I still got the wheels. Do you? I've seen you six, kick the ball. And you saw that form. You guys need a kicker. That you didn't. Awesome. You didn't pull a muscle. So I'll give you I that. Did pull a muscle. That was in wingtips. The form was just beautiful. I mean, it's, it was with the suit. Yeah. A so dual threat, man. I, you know, 6'6", 215, still got the hands, still have some speed. Like, let's do this. Just th- throw me that fade in the corner all day. You'll just be vaping on the sideline. All right, I'm ready, Coach. Let's go. Yeah, Like Mike McDaniels vaping on the sideline? Did you see him? Dude, that was that crazy. Yes! Was he really vaping? Dude, he had to. He is one of us. He's just, like, he super slow-mo up to his mouth. Well, it's like, um, who's the dude? What's uh, LaFleur, the guy for the Packers? He's always yeah. got a fat dip in. Yeah, you ever does. notice that? Yeah. You've always got a fat dip in. Like it's it's funny how like the cameras always try to hide it. Like on some golf tournaments, like Augusta, they'll catch like the caddy, you know, ripping a lung dart, and then like <laughs> you know, but you never see it on the NFL side by a bike potatoes like this was stressful. Gotta get yeah. that nicotine fix. Should we uh... all right, Charlie? I need numbers in my life. Give me some numbers. I know you like numbers. You're a weirdo. I, I, I am a no. Hey, I, I, this is this is a degree back here for accounting. If I can, I, the the opposite. Oh, I know. Yeah, still weird, bro. All what right, numbers. Give me the numbers. So let's see. Um, checking out some recent uh, Zillow data. All right. Ready to start the year off. They said that uh, homes sold above list price fell. Homes sold above list price fell twenty eight percent, which is the lowest rate. Since June of 2020. Okay. All right. Encouraging. So we're norm- we're so normalizing. Exactly. It was a whole article on being nor- the normalization of the market. 
Nice, um, nice. Not as much of a seller's market, even though it's still right. definitely is. But and rates bad. are, you know, rates are fluctuating a little bit here and there, but in there, they'll drop down. So it's attractive enough, but not enough for like, you know, the millennials. There's a huge, another article I read about millennials, just like 60% of them or 70% saying they're not even entertaining it right now. Yeah. And that's a huge buyer. That's a huge bracket of, of buyers, right? Uh, let's see. What else we got? Some little, some other hot takes. Um, or magic mortgage numbers. Or magic mortgage numbers. <laughs> the mortgage so, as you know, over the last year, we've seen a lot of investment <laughs> properties, a lot of Airbnbs, uh, appraisals being ordered, that kind of thing. So, we're finally seeing some data on that. Um, individual owners account for approximately 72.5% of single family ho- rental homes. Right. So then you sprinkle in all the LLCs and that accounts for about 85 to 86 percent of the homeowners for rental properties. So that's that's pretty significant because oh, yeah. there's so many major corporations out there that have the REITs that have been trying to gobble up just entire communities. Um, oh, yeah. Mutual funds, yeah. Um, investments, investment firms like they are heavy in the market purchasing up properties like crazy right now. Yeah. And like they're trying to push legislation. Like, how many states are trying to push through legislation on Airbnbs and trying to find a way to get more regulation in that that field in that market? So many. As- Actually, I've got a personal story for that. Like, I have a rental property in North Carolina in Greensboro, and so each city is trying to figure it out. Charlotte has their own thing. Raleigh has their own thing. Uh, Winston is kind of going along with what Charlotte did. It looks like. Now, Greensboro hasn't had anything going on um, except for they want you to, to this point, they've wanted you to kind of abide by the rules of, uh, what's it called? Um, like a, a bed and breakfast. So, like, they actually want the owner to be living there for a certain amount of the year. And I'm yep. like, I haven't lived in North Carolina in, like, 12 years. So, it's been a long-term rental up until now. And now it's flipped over to Airbnb and only because they're going to kind of loosen up on that. And so we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of um, like the final four will be there in Greensboro, uh, the men's final four tournament. Um, really? Yeah. A couple know. other like playing brackets as well. for And then for the women as well, there's a lot of activities going on down there, believe it or not. So, um, but yeah, that's, they've been trying a lot of the whole city wants it to be really hard to be an Airbnb to your point. They're, yeah. They, but I think the voting is going the other way. I hope. Otherwise, otherwise I got to find a runner. Uh, lastly, I think another one we found was pretty good. Was uh, you know, over the last couple of years, um, houses they wouldn't even hit the market, right? They would never like a true listing would be maybe just up as a formality and it's already sold. Yeah. So looks like Zillow's saying that it's taken roughly about thirty days now to sell a house compared to like six days last year. Yeah, days on market rising. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so, I mean, I'll say from an LO standpoint and a realtor standpoint, they don't love that. But I, no. from our standpoint, I personally think it's, it's so much, it helps us. And it's, well, it's hopefully an indication that there's more inventory out there. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's definitely not the case in some areas. It's still nutty, especially depending yeah. on where you are and what price range you're looking at. Right. There's a lot of that, you know, around me in Northern Virginia too. It's it still hasn't it still hasn't corrected. It's corrected a little bit, 
seeing a lot of get all the little alerts about price cuts because we mm-hmm. randomly will look at houses in the area too to see if we want to change but it's you know price cuts of like 20 grand 30 grand and it's yeah, no, still it's nice. crazy expensive for what you're looking at hey uh one <laughs> one stat i found that we got that is pretty amazing Five million new business applications were filed in 2022. 14,000 a day. Hey, so what are me and you, what are we going to do? Like, we what need we to start a like, business. <laughs> I need to start a business. Man, these Americans are entrepreneurs, baby. There's a, well, that's, yeah, and that's the trend. Like, you've heard it over the last couple of years. Like, guys like Gary Vee and a couple of those other guys on, like, Spotify um, and their own platforms, like, pushing the agenda of, Hey, go out and be your own person. Be your own boss. The college experience is not necessarily for everyone. And I can attest to that. It's, that is true. Um, but that is a crazy amount of new application for like LLCs. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, it, it, you know, you don't know. It's obviously 5 million new businesses. How many of those are going to succeed and make it to year two? But I mean, yeah. still, it's it's people are trying to to do something. People are trying to to get something going of their own, you know, good, good for us, man. Like we, we need to, can, can we um, legitimize this, this podcast? Can we make this our own LLC? <laughs> yeah. I believe yeah. we are too connected to our, our parents' company. Uh, we might be in trouble. Yeah. We might have a <laughs> few hoops to jump through there, but, but I'm with you. Like I've got an LLC that I started, I think during COVID, but it wasn't, so I wasn't a part of that, you know, 5 million last year, but uh, yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's still the residual effect from COVID though, and people being at home and trying to think outside the box. Yeah. And and oh yeah, like going. Etsy, Etsy blew up. Now my 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 daughter's found Etsy. Like she's trying to put all these stuff in her cart to like reorganize her playroom. Or now her playroom's gonna be a chill room. I'm like, bro, I'm like I have like a tech. I have a confession to make too though. Like I recently got back into card collecting. Have I talked about this? Like sports cards, yeah. So, oh, all right. So, my my family situation slightly complicated. Um, you know, like I I got my daughter, obviously not with her mother. They she's been long remarried, and they have a son who's like four years younger than Grace, three four years younger than Grace, and uh, like he's cool. Levi's cool. He's my dog, and uh, he is at that age ten where he's super into collecting cards. And so he was talking to me about it. I was like, man, I got to see if I can find my old collection. So I dug through the house, found my box, found a bunch of my cards from when I was a kid that I've kept. And obviously it's not the collection I once had, you know, like obviously things happen as you get older, but it was like my Chiefs cards, my Royals cards and some other random stuff. And then he was kind of teaching me about like how you buy them now. Because do you remember being a kid? Like they, they were like just the, the packs at the checkout line at the grocery store. You know, you, yeah, they were everywhere. With the one single stick of gum in it. Yeah, you got the Remember bazooka those gum. Yeah. Bazooka, yeah. yeah. But but now it's different, man. You don't really buy individual packs. You have to buy them by the boxes, and there's different size boxes, like hanger boxes, mega boxes, hobby boxes, and it's 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 kind of a wild world. But um, I've been I've been hitting the eBay up, kind of keeping my eye on certain things. And like the other day, I probably paid too much for them, but it worked out. I bought like two small boxes of 2017 cards. Now, you know what year 2017 was? That was Mr. Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. Oh, draft year. Yeah. So that's what I was digging for. And I came out with two Patrick Mahomes rated rookie cards. And I was just like, let's go. Right? So did you look up the, the oh, yeah, value? Yeah. yeah. So like 
and that's the other thing now is like so the cards are raw because they're not graded yeah. like you have to send them to like psa or one of these yeah, to yeah. grade them and that's what kind of ups the value but it costs like 30 40 bucks a card to get graded but like a psa graded one it depends like they range going from anywhere from sometimes only 80 90 bucks to like 250 300 500 because it's not it's just the rated rookie so it's not like a numbered card because sometimes you can get like the special edition ones where it shows on the card like one of 50 17 of 50 like those yeah, okay. are the ones that really go for the big money like there was a decent amount of us rated rookies but it's still a good card to have that's cool yeah and my brother does that my boy. yeah it's it's fun it's fun maybe maybe you know get lucky get something that's really worth something just buy a pack or a box here and there and yeah he got real lucky his his neighbor was was really old and he was trying to find he had these boxes you know like the big boxes you use for like files oh so man, he had them in I'm his like basement right mind. Yeah, like five high, like three deep. And the guy's like, take what you want. What? Old so vintage I'm, cards? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. So basically, my nephew, if baseball doesn't really work out for him for his scholarship, uh, he's set up. He doesn't. He won't have to pay for any college. He's gotten oh, yeah. a bunch of them are rated. Um, he's had them in a safe, like in a safety deposit box kind of deal. Oh, yeah. Like they're, dude, it's like, what was the one he That's- had? That's it's like Yogi Berra and like oh some my other. God. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. My brother goes back to the guy and he's like, "Look, I feel terrible. I have to give you something for this." And he's like, "The guys, the guys, like, no." He's like, "Just come talk baseball with me for a little bit." I'm like, "This is like the story of the Sandlot. Like when the kid got the baseball, and the old blind, old blind guys are like, just come talk." I'm like, "I just keep asking. I'm like, can I, can I borrow like a box, like just to see what's in there?" Dude, but that's it's everyone's great, dream, man. I I knew yeah. some guys that did that. They owned like a collectible store here in town back in the day, and they would get tips and calls on somebody anywhere in the country, and be like, "Hey, someone's got you know random box," and they would fly to people's houses, look through their box, and then offer them a certain amount of money just for the whole box, you know, to to see what kind of potential was in there, and then yeah. like we'll give you you know a few hundred bucks for the whole box, and it's like that's wild. You, that's- you find that one gym, and it's you know, a ten thousand dollar card, right? Done. That's Ooh. another one of those things that uh, that guy Gary V was pushing on his agenda for the last couple of years. Go to a garage sale mm-hmm. and go haggle with some people. Pick up as many of the cards as you can, or little memorabilia stuff. See what they're selling for on eBay. Make a couple bucks. Is Gary V the guy I see on like Instagram and stuff? He's kind of yeah. like a Jersey accent guy that does. Yeah, that hits the he wants to buy the crazy. New York Jets. Like that's his. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. No, he's he's a fun dude. He puts up so much content. He started like, uh, he was like one of the first like YouTube bloggers. Like did this thing like Wine Library back in the day. He's got his hand in a bunch of different stuff. But, um, yeah, he's really cool. Like you can, you can learn a lot from him. Like he's got so much energy. Um, we should speaking of energy, let's let's. Let's blast some energy into this episode and get you, get into your on this day. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. I told you I'm, I'm under the weather. I'm pushing through today. You can tell. You can tell by my eyes, man. My eyes are like the the windows to my soul. My soul does not feel well today. Isn't that what they say <laughs> about dogs? Like dogs, dogs' eyes. Are oh, jeez, don't talk about my dog. Knows when to bust out those puppy eyes when she wants attention. It's so frustrating. Oh yeah, always. Mine too. Works works on my daughter every time. I was like, you know, I, I, as a dad of a daughter. I feel like I've been hardened to that look. 
because she used to do that stuff to me all the time too. You know that 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 kid look with her like, oh, oh yeah, man, girl dad. Uh, and yep, I was like, I no, no, nope. I know exactly what you're doing, and no, the answer is no. <laughs> and then you but still anyways, did it. Yeah, eventually. If I had to make it look like I delayed it so it wasn't in direct effect or because of the eyes, you know, and, and the kid face. But, you know, on this day, January 27th, 20, the seventh continent of the world was discovered. Antarctica was discovered by a Russian expedition, 1820. Russia, mother, the USSR. The mother of Russia. Uh, 1894, the very first college basketball game. University of Chicago beat Chicago YMCA, 19 to 11. Ooh, Ooh. Bar- barn burner. <laughs> Offensive explosion. <laughs> God. That's like oh. before the three-point line, probably. Oh, oh, no, that's way before. Way before. Point. Oh, yeah, 1894. The three-point line was it until like the 70s, wasn't it? They playing with like um, a sandbag back then? Like, Oh, man. Naismith was proud, though. Um. 1901, Pittsburgh Steelers, man, owner and founder was born, Art Rooney. Welcome to this world, Art. Oh, yeah, you're a big Steelers fan, aren't you? No. They have a lot of choice words, but this is a family show, so I'm not going to bring it. Yeah, I was going to say, do you you call them the Blanksburg Steelers as well? I got got words for days. (laughs) They get on my nerves. Uh, I digress. 1945, Soviet troops liberated Auschwitz. Good day. Good day. Good day. Yeah, I feel like the dates don't end well, but we're hitting like some positive stuff here in the middle. 1973, the Paris Accord was signed, ending what war, Charlie? Ooh, Vietnam. Yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Remember Robin Williams in that movie? Oh, yeah. That was killer. You remember Forrest Gump? Of course. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. Where are you boys from? Alabama. I've, I've been through Little Rock. It's a good town. Bubblegum shrimp. Uh, 1984. I was two years old. Michael Jackson is burned during filming for a Pepsi commercial. What's wrong with Pepsi? They can't get anything right. Dude, they went nuts, though, in the advertising. Like, did you watch that that Netflix special about the jet? The jet? I yeah. saw the... I think, I think me and you talked about it uh, previously, and I watched the, the preview for it on Netflix, and yeah, it's crazy. It was, was it, it was the it was, it was a kid, Pepsi, like a, a kid, right? Not a kid. Yeah, it was the it was the Pepsi like points. I specifically remember that commercial. I remember seeing it as a kid. I rem- yeah. I remember that. I remember that ad campaign. And yeah, like it said at the very end, like it was like one billion points or however many it was for the jet, and there was no disclaimer. And so they freaking, I mean, they took it all the way, the battle. But I remember the Coke Wars or Soda Wars, whatever you want to call them anyways. Like, remember how, like, hard Pepsi was pushing with all the celebrities that they were oh, having yeah. commercials and stuff? And obviously Michael Jackson. Like, it's, that was, that was a wild time for advertising. Is that the, really I wonder was. if that's the start of, like, his whole skin transformation. Yeah, because I, I remember that was, I mean, I wasn't born yet, but I definitely remember hearing and seeing stuff about that when that happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Ooh. All right, and to, to round it up, 1986, um, sad day, um, was the, uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger incident. That silenced the country. Yeah. It, it really did. That was one yeah. of those things that everybody just sat there with their jaws open. That was, 
not a great day. I couldn't, I couldn't really find anything, you know, more current. Like this is, this is where the dates are. You couldn't, you couldn't bring it back around after that one. No, no, we ended on a sad note. But all right, bro. I think that was, uh, I think it's enough rambling for us today. Um, right. had a great time. QB QB1. one, take us home. Uh, number one in your hearts, right? Oh yeah. Make sure, uh, make sure you all go out, like, subscribe on YouTube. Click that little bell icon for us. Keep in the haps when all the new episodes are dropping. Check us out on IG, Facebook, and TikTok. Eventually, we will do a TikTok takeover of sorts. We 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 keep mentioning it. And we keep it mentioning happens, it, and we just know. keep don't doing it. But you know, we'll get there. It's baby steps. It takes takes some time to get there. It takes Actually, a village. It takes a village. Well, Maybe. that's what they say, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, man. It's been real. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you next time at Value Nation Podcast. Peace.